2.14. You're listening to the 123 Show with me, Sadia Osmani. The recent situation in Hong Kong with regards to Omicron has us all feeling rather worried and frightened. However, for the most vulnerable in our community, the challenges and fears are greater than we can imagine. My next guest, Catherine Girton, is the CEO for Pathfinders, a charity that is actively helping migrant workers and their children. Catherine is actively tried to raise awareness of how Omicron presents greater challenges to vulnerable groups and how the community may be able to actually help them in this situation. I've got her on the phone at the moment. Good afternoon to you, Catherine. Hi, Sadia. Thank you for having me. Oh, you're welcome. Now, Catherine, um, I came across this yesterday that, you know, you were telling me that you were at a press conference and, you know, there is a real problem at the moment, isn't there, with vulnerable groups and the whole rise of Omicron in Hong Kong? Yeah, and just to sort of highlight, so while I'm I'm with Pathfinders, actually, I'm I'm speaking on behalf of a, a coalition of migrant domestic workers who are supporting um, the community at this time. There's 14 plus organisations that have come together to join hands, pull resources, and and, and really do what we can to create a centralised emergency response. Um, but it's a particularly difficult situation at the minute in Hong Kong. Um, since last Wednesday, and um, due to the latest and most wide-reaching, uh, wide-reaching uh, COVID-19 wave, um, we've witnessed an alarming uh, increase in workers being left ho- uh, homeless when they've been testing positive um, with COVID. Um, really appreciate this as a challenging and uncertain situation for so many in Hong Kong, um, but especially for our community of migrant domestic workers who are required by law to be able to live in their employers' homes. And at the same time, we do really understand the concerns of employers when their workers are testing positive, um, particularly if their worker is responsible for caring for children or elderly who may not have mm. been vaccinated. Yes. Um, but, you know, as an employer, you know, you take on a responsibility, a duty of care when you employ somebody. Um, you know, you wouldn't want your employer to kick you out on the street. Well, as an employer of a migrant domestic worker, you you have the same obligations and duties of care. So, you know, as difficult as it is, you, you do need to provide your worker with, with, with shelter. Um, unfortunately, what we're seeing is a, a rise in workers who are being, their contracts are being terminated by the employer. Um, when they become uh, COVID positive and of course then they become homeless and they're on the streets and you know the latest numbers are I think we've got 70 workers in temporary housing or mm. temporary shelters and um, while we wait for government facilities um, to be made available and we know that the Labour Department is trying really hard to make those available as quickly as possible but in the interim and to try and keep these ladies off the streets during what is a, a very cold time. I think there's even the cold weather warning. Exceptionally cold, so that's active. right. Mm. You know, from a humanitarian point of view, we don't want people on the streets. Um, but from a public health perspective, we certainly don't want positive um, people on the streets either. So, um, so yeah, as a, as a coalition, um, we're doing everything we can and really... Help for domestic workers, Mission for Migrant Workers, Bethune House, Christian Action, they're really on the front lines um, responding. And then behind the scenes, other other members um, and rich uplifters ourselves, others are trying to find shelter. But the, the biggest challenge that we have at the minute is, you know, while we really want to help sort of plug this gap um, until government facilities are available, you know, many of us are coming and saying, well, you know, we can't without government instructions. So universities that we've contacted said, yes, we have empty dorms, but we've passed them to the government. 
um, corporates who have, um, you know, uh, employees and uh, holiday homes that are empty again without government government instruction. They won't. They won't. They won't open those up. No hotels currently available. And. Yeah. Um, it's a really desperate situation. So what you really Um, need is for some of these organisations like say, um, you know, corporates and universities or whatever, to actually get in touch to make themselves available and perhaps, you know, fast track this a little bit if they can help. Is that that what the coalition would like um, for them to do or what's the sort of solution to this? If they can, I mean, it's challenging because everybody's kind of allocating um, facility space into a sort of central pool that's being managed by by the government, and of course they need time yes. to get those facilities better, to man them, to get the right things in place, um, and and we fully appreciate that. But the challenge for our workers who are required by law to live with their employer. Um, when they're told to go home to self-quarantine as part of this, the Keep Safe Home Home Act scheme, I can't remember exactly what it's called, but they can't. If their mm. employer is telling them they can't go home. So what has been, what what are they doing then? I mean, apart from as you said, like you know, quite a few of the people are on the street now, and they're just trying to, you know, deal with the weather and the conditions or whatever, and just stay on the street and just keep out of people's way. I mean, what else? You know, with with other charities who you're working with, what other things? are they are they doing trying to sort of alleviate this problem yeah so we're trying to find shelter so we've mm-hmm. currently found um temporary shelters for 70 um for 70 women that found themselves okay. in these unfortunate situations mm-hmm. um but we're getting more every day Good. um we're trying to create as much awareness as possible that we're trying to help in the interim until government facilities become available so mm-hmm. you know as we're trying to drive people to us we're actually running out of Base. I mean, six o'clock last night, we had 14 ladies that we had nowhere to put. Um, unfortunately, then someone sort of came through. And we started to the thing that's most heartwarming is, you know, I opened up my inbox this morning to find you know, individuals saying, I have a bedroom, that's I fantastic. can accommodate one or two. Yeah. And you're just thinking, ah, oh, you know, that's, that's, that's incredible. I think the challenge for us logistically is, you know, it's great to have have the space, but really for us having facilities that can house, you know, mm-hmm. six plus, um, just logistically makes it easier when we've got some amazing volunteers in the community who are kind of doing drop-offs in terms of tests and, and food and supplies. You know, to have fewer locations but with more people in them, just it just from a manpower perspective makes our lives a little bit easier. But we're not turning away any offers for shelter at the minute because mm. um, we don't want anyone to be out on the street. Sure. Um, so, at the so this is very much really an appeal to anyone who is listening at the moment who may be able to provide, you know, they may have accommodation somewhere, they may have facilities where they may be able to provide this as an emergency until obviously things come into fruition and, and people can go to the, to the you know, to, to proper shelter, etc. So is that what it is then? So, for instance, if somebody does have these facilities available, what's the best way for them to get in touch with you guys? Is it just yourself? or anyone else who's in the coalition that they can get in touch with? Yes, at the minute, um, we have a small task force. We've all sort of been dividing and conquering. So at the minute, it's um, uh, Lucinda at Enrich, Marie at Uplifters, and myself for Pathfinders. And we all have info emails, so I'm sure we could just receive um, anything through there or find us on our LinkedIn profiles. But anything at all at this point. Mm -hmm. And hopefully it won't be for long. I mean, we know that that, that facilities are trying to be released as quickly as possible. But, you know, we're not the only disadvantaged group at the minute that that needs support. um, and while we as NGOs serving this community can't do this on a on a long-term basis, we will do what we can while things are trying to be put in place. 
um, but we can only do that when we have the generosity of the community to really step in and, and help us. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think the ask is, is shelter. If you have a space that you could make available to us, hopefully on a very short-term basis, but you know, fairly, fairly, fairly quickly. Um, you know, if we don't need the space, then we won't use it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and that would be a good situation to be in to have spaces that we weren't weren't then needing to use. But we just want to have that backup um, and places that we can put people into. And, and do you second, need do you need anything else? Like you you need the space, but like, are you also looking for some help in terms of say blankets and this and that for you know to to keep that space warm for these people? Uh, do you do you need anything else yeah, that perhaps we, people so, can donate? Um, the other, the other thing is, I know that three organisations um, are running appeals, emergency appeals. Mm-hmm. So please do, um, if you know, if you if you if you're able to make a donation to help for domestic workers, mission for migrant workers, or best soon house, they will have emergency appeals running. I mean, in, ter- in terms of priorities, our top priority was shelter, but we're jumping on a call as a coalition this afternoon just sure. to say, okay, what's what's the next priority? So. Again, I would just encourage you to keep an eye on 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 different migrant domestic worker NGOs um, social media pages just to, to see as things come through. Because what we want to do as a as a coalition, as a group, is to say this is what we need mm-hmm. um, and prioritise those. And then between us, I mean, we've had you know, Pathfinders is receiving you know a thousand rapid um, uh, rapid antigen tests which we will then divide amongst the, the, so the greatest need within the coalition and others are, are doing the same. So we're just, we're just trying to help each other as much yeah. as we can at the minute. Well, thank you so much, Catherine, for coming on and just doing that. And I hope that, you know, there is somebody out there or a number of people or organisations out there who may be able to come forward and help because this is really just about everyone helping each other at the moment just Mm. to try and make it a little bit better and um, you know I think you guys are doing an absolute super job but I really do hope that you know this appeal has um, reached people's ears and and you might get a response to this but and any time at all if you want to give us an update or you'd like to you can certainly um, post the details where people can contact you on my um, on my RTHK Facebook page as well and okay. um, that way if anyone has listened today and they would like to get in touch then they can do that this afternoon or you know tomorrow okay. or whatever but Catherine thank mm-hmm. you very much it's always thank lovely you. to have you on the program and I wish you uh, a lot of luck I hope it all sort of somehow this settles down everyone's going through all sorts of challenges at the moment yeah. so thank yeah, you well, ever so much all right Our pleasure. Thank you for having us, Sonia. All right.